Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome to Going Off. Off. The boat. Off track. Off the wagon. Going off the wagon is a different podcast. We should do that one. We should do that one. I feel like I've been on that one for the last couple of months. Uh, I'm we, could dr- do it. we could do it the podcast and you have to guess whether we're on the wagon or off the wagon. I think it'll be pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm Jonah, joined here by Brad. Hello. Um, how's it going, Brad? Uh, it's good. You're about, good, man. You're about to go to Brazil. Going to Sao Paulo. That's very um, exciting. This time for fun. Last couple of times I went for work, which was okay. Too. Oh, I assumed you were going for work. No, no. Really? Yeah, no. I've got, um, so my wife's brother has lived down there for several years with his family. And uh, they're going to probably be moving soon. We've been wanting to go visit him for a while. And this is kind of the last chance. It's, you know, it's spring break for the kids. So, Wow, that's a pretty cool trip. Yeah, I've never been also, down there. It's super cheap now because the economy and the mosquito virus and all this shit. So it's cheap to get down there. What's it? Is it safe down there? Because <laughs> I, I just remember, is that where they were, they did the Olympics? So they're going to do that. The Olympics are coming up. Yeah, I just remember when they announced it, reading all these articles, being like, "This place I, is pretty intense." I mean, I don't know. You know. People have asked me this. It, it's like, you know, is Mexico City safe? You know, I mean, was like neat. Was the East Village safe? In right. The 80s and 70s. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know that, you know, like, I guess if, if you were to go down there or go to Mexico City and you're like a big corporate Coca-Cola guy, you would drive around with armed guards because there's like there's crime gangs and you would get kidnapped and stuff. Right. And you know, like, you know, somebody will steal your laptop, I guess, if you're in a shitty hotel. I, I don't know. You know, like every time I've gone, I've kind of been with locals. Yeah. And you know, well, so it's, t- it's, it's difficult for me to say. I have some friends live in Israel. I'm like, is it crazy? And they're like, no, they're like, there's bombings, but they're like, it's like you hear about them and it sucks. But like, it's life goes on. It's not like it happens like so much where it's like you're constantly in fear. Yeah. I mean the, you know, Mexico city when we were, I was going down there and one of the guys I was going to go with, you know, it was like a year after that, all those kids got murdered. Remember? 
there was like some kids that got kidnapped from a club and they were American. Oh yeah, vaguely. I and remember he was this. like completely tweaked about this. And you know, I talked to John who, who I'm going to see in Sao Paulo. Right. And he's, cause he's lived in Mexico city. He's lived all over South America. And, you know, he was like, just like, you know, he, he was essentially like, you just be smart. You know, there's right. certain things you don't do. But at the, uh, but after I talked to him, I also went through and looked at some statistics of like how many Americans go to Mexico City every year and how many get kidnapped and murdered from nightclubs. And it's like, it's like you're, it's, it's safer than, you know, it's safer than most cities in, in, in America. Really? Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, when it comes down to the actual stats. I mean, that said, yeah, Sao Paulo's not as safe as New York City, probably. Right. But, you know, it's a great place, you know? And you know who's a great guy? Great music. Max Huber. Max is a great guy. I don't know if he would want to go to Sao Paulo. Although yeah. he's been to Brazil. I think he went with the Foo Fighters. Really? For kicks. Yeah. He'll... One thing about, you know, Max has a lot of cool friends. How so long have you guys have known each other for how long? Well, we talked about it. I met oh, we him. Did. And I can't remember. On this tour that we both, the others were going east and we were going west with Rancid and we met in Salt Lake, Salt Lake City and it would, would have been the fall of 94. Wow. That's when I met him and John Bush both. And then, and then I live with him here uh, in the house of, also the house where Chris lived from the Foo Fighters and just a ton of like, pro athletes and stuff cat and my wife had this four bedroom apartment for like 12 years that just cycled through like all these amazing list of people that's but awesome max lived there the same chris lived there at the same time we were both there at the same time and then and max and i we didn't we didn't talk about this but you know we played in a band together like essentially my last band was with max really yeah what were you guys called i can't even say it it's the worst name. Dude, you have to now. It was 30, 30 second charge. 30 second charge. It was literally like a name that got settled at a diner because we were all, nobody nobody liked any name that we get. And we were all completely exhausted. Yeah. We were so exhausted about fighting over a name. And somebody like read that in the back of a magazine. They were just like, fuck it. That's it. Just yeah. call it that. Who cares? <clears throat> but I don't think we ever played a show. It was the Johnny and Dino who were from I, I had been in the clowns with, and then and Max was the second guitar player when we, when we kind of formed this new band. It was it was cool, but like yeah, you know, I don't think we ever played a show out. I can't remember. I don't think he ever actually played live with us in that incarnation. But we had an awesome rehearsal space. It was um, Manitoba's. Oh no way! Yeah, we would go in there in the afternoon. Dick was cool enough just to let us rehearse there. And, just uh, upstairs or no in the bar really yeah we'd use the pa as like our fucking vocal pa and we kept our gear in the basement of that place fuck i don't even know why this was there's actually like a sauna in the basement really yeah it's like not it's just part of the building maybe the building used to have like a health club or something but it's completely unused so we would put all our amps in there so every time every we'd go there every day to rehearse and we'd pull our amps out of the basement sauna set up set up the mics that Manitoba's used for like live shows. And I remember Mistress, Mistress Formica, the drag queen lived right upstairs and like, you know, would usually like kind of poke, poke or his, her head in like, 
before like going off to make make her day. It's just a fuck. It's very. It was so East Village when I think about yeah, it. Yeah, this is a little bit of East Village history for you guys. It's probably like two thousand two, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I've known Max for a long time. Great, and I like I talk about in this podcast. I had a poster of Max up in my bedroom as a teenager. Poster of his of the Swing and Utters, yeah. not just of Max. Max definitely. It was like he had the best look in those. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> he had the coolest mohawk in this photo. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Enough talking about Max. Let's talk with to Max. Ma- with Max. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Enjoy. It's going on What do you mean? You just be wherever you're comfortable with, and I'll, I'll do it in post. <laughs> I'll, I'll make, make you it sexy. <laughs> what do I sound? I, I can come make out you sound like, like Barry White? can make you sound like Barry White or Madonna. I, I'll go with Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the sexiest voice he, has the, he does have the sexiest voice that, that episode where <clears throat> he's on the simpsons i think i saw that i remember he was on what um, the the it's the the annual tradition where they the snake bashing one didn't see it dude Did oh not my see the snake god such a classic simpsons. simpsons and to save the snakes they get barry white to come over and sing uh uh whatever one of his awesome love jams right. and all the snakes they put the speakers down on the ground so the snakes come to the vibration and they all come into the house to get away from all the people that are like this they're slamming them dude i never saw that one what yeah. er, what era simpsons is this uh what year it's i don't know it's <clears throat> the the thing is is like with simpsons it was like the first year was unwatchable second year uh was meh and then like by the third year till like 2008 so from like 1992 to 2008 like they kind of really didn't flub it too much my friends it was they really had i mean there's the new ones i haven't really watched that many of them they're okay it's not as i watch i watch the new ones because the kids like but like basically from like i don't know like like i said like to, uh, 1993 to like 2005 or whatever they're all stellar that's like they the, didn't that's the golden period i i dan, I'm, what, dan you know dan ozzy yeah. guest host he does a simpsons trivia night every month but he and he knows everything about and they'll do like costume one month dioramas but he doesn't watch any or do trivia past 2008 or something he's like yeah i just haven't seen any of those but he's like obsessed with all the ones the period you're talking well about. they just well did, clearly yeah why he's are, doing dioramas yeah they People and people make these elaborate. Di- they do it once a year. People make these elaborate dioramas of like specific episodes. Well, they just made. They just right. had like their twenty fifth so, fucking anniversary or something. The kind of crazy. And yeah, they, yeah. And yeah. they did Wired. I think it was Wired magazine did a graph of all the episodes and like, and they rated them like color coded them for like definite must see classic. Right. And you can see there's definitely like you're saying there's areas where there's more like cool. Yeah, but there's, you know, the thing about, like, with any any program that's been on that long, you're going to have, you're going to have kids, or, I shouldn't say kids, you're going to have comic book nerd guys. Yeah, well, no, 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 I'm just saying, you're going to have people that, that have their, their eras, you know, like, they'll be like, I loved, like, you know, the, the first five years, and then it started to get a little weird, and then, you know, when Conan O'Brien was writing for the show, 
Um, Whenever you were in college, man, yeah. that's the era. Well, I, well, well, that's how it is with with SNL <laughs> yeah. too. Like Vanessa, like Vanessa, people are always like, "Oh, I like this era." It's like, yeah, the era when you were like getting big, getting yeah, when you were like seventeen is like the best to you, right? Like, um, but what's interesting is I think South Park, the last season, was the best. But I think it's different because it, it's so current event based that yeah. it's always like oh, reflecting the news. Yeah, that. so it's like different. They don't have to think of ideas. The ideas. Like the subject matters are there, and right. they just have to. But do also, their wasn't take the on. last wasn't the last season the one where they uh, they all this all the episodes tied in? Yes, it was the only season I think they've done oh, where really? it was like yeah. it was one long. Yeah, it was like one narrative. Like you could uh, see them in and out, and you would like still understand what was going on. But yeah, they introduced new characters, and they kind of like went along. They all kind of connected. I just, I just that I show don't also stays. I think really consistent. Oh yeah, yeah, and the fact that they that they write the show the week of the show. Right. And Comedy Central just lets them do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Obviously. Well, because of the, yeah, I mean, the skill set. I mean, it, admittedly, they ha- they've had some flubs, but then they've also had, you know, outside of, of uh, doing uh, South Park, uh, they had uh, the Broadway success. Yeah. And massive, yeah, 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 Broadway yeah, yeah, yeah. success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I still have to see that. Oh, dude, it's and so then good. also one Have of the seen great. It? No, no, no! I I've, haven't seen it. I'm not really a Broadway guy. It was I really good. I wanted to go see it when it was the original cast, but it was it was sold out all the time. I have a connect kind of too. Uh, yeah, and I, I probably could have if I really if I. I want to go. Whatever. Book of Mormon. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Book of Mormon. Yeah. yeah. You know, I heard it was good, but also like uh, uh, what's what you call it? Uh, uh, the puppet. I mean, the, oh, the Team America. Thing? Team America. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that takes balls. They made yeah. a movie with puppets. <laughs> yeah. Like. And it was amazing. Yeah. And basketball. I thought that was good. Destined yeah, to be a that's fail. The, one of the ones where I'm like, hmm, they were still trying to find their way. I, yeah. have to, I haven't seen it in a million years, so maybe either. I have to go back. But but I haven't watched South Park in a while. It's uh, really. I'm consistently impressed when I do turn it on late at night. Yeah, but I was going to say with Saturday Night Live, the funny thing is, is, is that uh, you're right. Like there are eras where everybody has their era. You know, the original cast, the. The only, I guess, the only era that nobody really was madly in love with was that the weird one where Robert Downey Jr. was on it. Like, yeah, people yeah. that you're like, like I didn't even know were on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had a really bad run. I mean... Like, in the... Yeah, like, the like 80s, after Eddie Murphy really, left or whatever. Yeah, it was like yeah, the yeah. mid eight, like the mid to late 80s. Well, I Lord think Michael's it was like... They were going to get canceled. Yeah, he was gone. Yeah. yeah. And then but they... Yeah. It, was when that, it was when that cast came in that had, like, uh, uh, like Phil Hartman and... Uh, uh, what's the the Weasley guy that that has David a, Spade? Yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah. Farley, like that Sandler, yeah, yeah. like yeah. When all like, those people started coming in, that then it, the then reverse. it went really into probably what everybody would consider its heyday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though it's stayed, I think consistently great. Like you know, when the next wave of like the Kristen Wiggs and uh, Vanessa Bayer, yeah, Vanessa Bayer, <laughs> of <great>. course. <laughs> You know, John is in the credits. Yeah. The credits. Are, are you in the yeah, credits? I'm in the opening, yeah. You can see his face. He's yeah. at a dinner. You're at dinner I've actually it, been right? in it twice. I was in it, yeah, I was in it for two years, and they changed it for two years, and then they taped another one. I Have you put that on it. your LinkedIn page? Cause <laughs> I don't have one, but I should. <laughs> um, Does anyone actually ever respond to those fucking LinkedIn I was requests? hanging out. I was hanging out with someone. It's like one of those things, like, I better have one, but I don't think it's going to No, change. and they always, and the way they, they send it to you, it's it's always like this weird desperation. Like, yeah. If, was, you don't, if you don't respond, like, you're screwing over your friend you know, I, like, I was with someone last night and she was like i keep getting all these messages it's like my five-year linkedin anniversary 
and she's like, people can congratulate you. And she's like, all these people. And she's like, I don't even fucking know it was like, but I guess it like comes up in your LinkedIn. Like it's so-and-so's five year anniversary. And you can like click to send them like, congratulations. She's like, thanks. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the best part of the, uh, the only useful part of Facebook. Yeah. Is, right. is birthday the thing. birthday. Yeah. But that has saved me because I have the worst friggin' memory. And I'm also terrible about, you know, whatever. Me too, Sending out mail and cards and all that kind yeah. of shit. So this is, it's just made it so easy. You have a, you have a penis, right? <laughs> yes, I right. have. Yeah, so that yeah, explains I do have that. A penis, yeah. that's, um, the pro- that's your problem with mail, with sending out cards and with, uh, with remembering birthdays. birthdays. Let, me, yeah. let me say this, though. <laughs> yeah. I think Testosterone prevents those things from occurring. Right. I, agree, <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying, but I will say, Max, I think it's actually made wishing someone a birthday just basically so easy that it's like means nothing oh yeah now you just you're like oh this person fucking went on facebook and like well, spent two seconds it's like so depersonalized to me to it that's true but at the same time uh uh okay this has also made it uh, a little weird where it gets you know competitive where people are like you know how many birthday wishes did i get yeah like, yeah i got you know like i was noticing other people's birthdays and i didn't realize like i didn't turn on whatever the thing is that you need to turn on to like let people know it's your birthday right and i was like no one is wishing me happy birthday and i felt really heartbroken and then i realized like it wasn't turned on turned it on i got a shitload and i was like Woo-hoo! <laughs> uh it was like you know the she massive amounts of yeah, and then you don't you even care you're just everybody. looking at the number you're not even yeah. reading the birthday messages <laughs> yeah. you're just going like yeah, oh, yeah like 500 dude. birthday messages <laughs> Woo! that's what it's all about um, but it's still it's nice to it's think nice. that yeah that People, care. People are, even if they're taking two seconds out of their day, uh, that they're, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're right. They're wishing you happy birthday. I have just a cynical perspective on everything. I know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's it's like a friend of mine's dog passed away last night. It's one of those heartbreaking things where, they, you know, they're, they they're Facebooking from the, yeah, the hospital. and uh, The dog hospital. And it's also, yeah, that's where you go, like. Am I supposed to like this? I know. Well, don't yeah. they have a thing now where you can be? Well, now you can make like a frowny face or whatever. But yeah, but but for <laughs> a long like, time I was always like, you're at the hospital, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like someone's <laughs> like, oh, somebody died, and it's like, oh yeah, I laughed. I, I, you know, I, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's like uh, maybe that's kind of lame. I used to do that on purpose. Like if someone was like, ugh, I lost my keys or something bad happened, I'll be like, like. <laughs> okay, yeah, but losing your keys is a little different than yeah. like yeah, yes. than, than the than the funny joke of like, ha ha, your parent died. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but. But uh, I, I think liking it means, like, I acknowledge this in that th- sense, right? See, that's what I'm wondering. I think it is. I don't think you're like, yes, I've been wishing for this. That's yeah. what it means, but But there are still, weird ones where you notice weird. there's way more comments than there are likes when it's, like, a, you oh, know, yeah. a tragedy. And if, I think that, like, people go, like, they I also are something. all sitting there going, should I like or not? Right. Like? Maybe I'll just leave a comment. Here's yeah, m- with, here's- like, the animal passing away. But it's a nice way to... Be able to, to send yeah. somebody like a condolences that you would not have otherwise been in touch with. That's true, and I think it helps people. You know, when they no, it does. They get massive condolences from friends all over the world that wouldn't otherwise be normally in touch. You know, here's here's oh god, no no, go ahead. <laughs> My favorite thing is when people get in arguments. People who don't know each other but are both mutual friends with someone, and then like. Some, they post something and then like these people who don't know each other will start going after each other. Yeah. I don't that know. I is love my it. favorite. Yeah. No, me too. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll instigate it just to see other yeah. people get into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, somebody, I think it's Zippy, friend of mine, who's like, 
he has this one like racist like, right wing friend. Yeah, and he's like, and there was I was, and I've, I've noticed that this guy will post whenever Zip because Zippy's pretty liberal and they'll like say something, and this guy will always post, and like I realized like one of one of the recent posts. Somebody like reacted to his friend's like bullshit statement, and Zippy's like, "Yeah, no, he's a total douchebag. I only leave him on my friend list so that people can see, like, what is how did he word it? Like, how far you can fall from being cool to being a douche." Right. He's well, like saying this after yeah. his buddy's post. I'm, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in a Facebook group with some friends, and there's a whole section that's like post racist memes that your family has posted oh, and people right. just compile them and they're like dude my uncle sent this check it out and it's yeah, yeah. some of the craziest shit you've ever seen and they're like yeah, no like they really posted yeah. this like Barack Obama's a gay monkey yeah, from yeah, Kenya exactly. you know, totally like, oh okay <laughs> yeah didn't know that yeah yeah no it's weird when you start to like as your friends get older they start to become their parents yep. and yeah and they start getting more conservative and they get and they start you know all of a sudden they're posting this weird uh, conspiratorial shit that you're just like, yeah, really? Like, you guys don't seem like, I don't feel like I've gotten more conservative. Do you guys feel like you New have? York, you're, no. You know what? The thing about New York is... Yeah, I guess it's a little bit it's different. It's the land, it's the fucking Never Neverland, dude. It keeps you young. I don't know. It keeps you smart. Yeah, but it also makes you in, fucking insane. Like, it, and, and, and it can make you... There are times where you go like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, there are serious freaking weirdos i mean oh, i yeah. take the subway a lot you know and like uh you run into to uh, you know for every time i take the subway there's moments where you're sitting on a car uh and you're like wow like i'm literally in a a, a microcosm of the world right like, you look around and you're like uh you know there's like f- five white people like 10 asian people you know uh a whatever like a bunch of black people latin hispanic whatever and it's kind of amazing yeah. you know each subway car is like this yeah. weird and it's uh, the only place like that in the world too and for also for every sane person there's you know there's insane yeah person. yeah and uh you know there's weirdos <laughs> but dude i gotta say I, new, york having, has, new york probably has the have, most amazing weirdos ever, of any place but have you the, ever lived in the country like in the in a rural area well when I was a kid, uh, when I would go visit my dad, uh, you know, for like two or three weeks out of the summer, kind of thing, uh, parents separated. But since he lived in like Nowheresville, Pennsylvania, no. When like I was a kid, I grew. I mean, I really grew up in like. Uh, I mean, some of the time in the summer was was full on. I mean, I had feathered hair, parted in the middle, like. You know, well, that, like going you to the do roller, now, like roller ring. Like your look now. And yeah. Let me just point out that Max has got uh, feather hair right now. Let me point out that I had a poster. <laughs> It'll never go away. <laughs> I had a poster of Max in my bedroom in high school. Sweet. Um, you had a huge uh, Jonah, mohawk. Jonah, we shouldn't talk about this. It was a juvenile, product, he was juvenile product of the working class <laughs> cover poster with a pink, and you had this huge mohawk, and I thought it was like the coolest poster. It, I mean, I had a lot of other posters. I'm sorry, too. I thought you were going no, somewhere no, else. No, no, no. I was hoping that that was the only poster. <laughs> no, there were a lot of <laughs> just this. over the bed with some candles underneath yeah, 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 it. And, yeah, 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 it was like it was, it was like that, like no effects, liberal animation, yeah, yeah. like some of the classics. But yeah, Jonah, I was just at your apartment. You still have I that? Do, I do. <laughs> it's yeah. Oh well, come on. Those you know th- those some of those posters were actually pretty cool. Yes. like I was proud of, of the artwork that was that that not on every one of our our records, but uh, the juvenile product. Uh, uh, Frank Kozik did it. 
Oh, really? I asked him, yeah. and I was like, and uh, I told him what I wanted. You know, the weird sort of riot scene and the way and the you know the colors and uh, he did it. And he was so cool. He was, I mean, really cool guy. It was he, when he the, was, had a uh, Man's Ruin Records and uh, the the. I mean, well, obviously, well, not to get in. Probably this it was kind of like the heyday. Remember when that, all, the, say, that poster art yeah. shit was going on? Like there was a lot of guys. You guys doing, were in a great spot in terms of like. Yeah, we were in just the one that man that didn't cash in on cool, like cool label, <laughs> cool label, cool like time period. You yeah, know what I mean? No, like, great tours. Yeah, like like I, that no. stuff, like the Kozik. I would say like, it was like this. It was the sort of well, maybe the third. I mean, obviously coming of of but, like punk rock. Yeah, like yeah. you had like the 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 original late seventies shit. Uh, then you had the the eighties. Uh, rebirth with you know hardcore and all that kind of stuff, and Which then there was like too... a whole another level of nineties. Even though we weren't really representative of fat, we loved the label, right, we loved was... the bands, but we did not sound like but a fat a, band. Which is one blast. of the things that I really loved about Mike signing us was Fat Mike signing us was uh, was the fact that uh, we didn't sound like No Use for a Name or right. Lagwagon or No Effects. Like we weren't one of those bands, and I felt like he sort of stepped out on a limb for us and. Well, uh, Admittedly, I've kind of forced the issue. <laughs> Here's my question. I've always wondered this about the others. I uh, I remember going to record stores and there was like a ten inch, like Johnny P. Bucks. Yeah. Is that like so? That was a like a pre udders thing, and then it formed out of that. No, it was okay. Uh, it was always the same thing. It was just that gotcha. we realized the name was. It, it was always stupid, but it was really stupid when it was extra long. Yeah, what when was, it was the Johnny P. Bucks and the Swinging Udders? Yes. Like, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it still is. I can't believe I remember that, yeah. No, it was one of those things where every time I came home, like, uh, you know, from tour, and I'd come back, and I'd, you know, my family was around, they're like, oh, we hear you're playing in a band, what's the name? I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> I always felt, but it's one of those things you also, you know, Dude, we just for me, a- <laughs> I always thought about it, but, you know, like, if you think about so many other band names, uh, they're not that great. <clears throat> But you sort of just, you know, you move on. Like, yeah, the, yeah. Bands always the overcome the name. Like, that's a cheesy ass. Yeah, yeah. But you never think of it. And you just, now you just hear the Beatles and you're automatically like, okay, you know, greatest band ever. Yeah. Uh, but even has the misspelling, which may, which would be, you associate with a cheesy band. Yeah, exactly. Like one of those cheesy, like the rest of the, the, the weird <laughs> uh, English invasion bands that had really terrible right. names, you know, like. But or the K and Z bands of the eighties. But there's yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but there's you know you sort of when you once the band the bands can transcend their dumb exactly. names, and I hoped that we sort of transcended. You our definitely dumb did. Name I never nobody... thought of you guys having a dumb name at all. Thank you. I mean, and look at the other <laughs> bands. We like, tried so hard to make it look cool with our with uh, it did our, look cool. our logo. You know, like look at the other bands that were on the label, like Frenzel Rom. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. like there were some much worse. Yeah, that sounds like a Nazi band, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally not one, or even remotely close. Like, like, even, like, Diesel Boy. Even no like, use. Always kind of that always here. Gas Huffer. That was one of those names. Oh yeah, no use for a name. Yeah, it's just you're like okay, I get it, guys. <laughs> So yeah, no, it was, and and you know the funny thing was is uh, when we 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 did a uh, probably maybe one of my favorite tours ever was uh, we did it was us no use for a name and Suicide Machines we did a European tour together and it was pretty awesome yeah and it was like 
I don't know, like 50 shows in 48 days. <laughs> it was totally insane. Right. Uh, uh, us and No Use shared this double-decker bus, which for us was, you know, we were the first time on a bus. Right. And we were like, woo! And it was rad. It was like, you know, bunks and a, up, uh, on the upstairs there was bunks, and the, but there was a back like a uh, room for playing video games. There was a weird front area too. And then downstairs was just a, a huge lounge. And, uh, at the time, you know, uh, I was really motivated and I'd been to Europe before a lot of these guys, you know, punk band members. They just wanted, they were like, the food's weird. And, you know, right. I just want to play video <laughs> games. And it's freaking lame. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> You're, I'm going to drag you out every day. Like we we drove overnight every morning. We'd get to a new city and I, I would drag them out and take them to, you know, see old shit. Right. Like we refer to everything. Look, old shit. Uh, go to cathedrals, go to museums, go walk around, explore yeah, the, the city. You never think then come do. back, do sound check, <clears throat> play a sh show, get shit faced and start all over again. <laughs> but it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was Shiflet was still in no use. Oh, really? That's where we really started to really super bond. I mean, we met on the first Warp tour, but that's where we really. I mean, that tour, me, him, John Bush, uh, really started to bond. Wait, on the you say the first Tony, Warp tour, the I mean, very first Warp tour. We met on the very first Warp tour. Ninety five, five, five. It was ninety five. Yeah, summer of ninety five. I always thought it was ninety four. Well, maybe it was because I think it was ninety five. I, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in 95 because I remember we... And they had sworn that they just got off this parking lot tour and described I, it to no, me. I can't, it sounded no, I'm, getting, I'm blanking a little bit. But all I remember is that I think we were on the Warp Tour. Um, I suppose I could Wikipedia. It was one of those, you know, like... I'm probably me, the wrong one. Me, 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 dude, I worked on the program at AP for like... At, okay. I'm positive. Right. right, okay. We'll go with the yeah, journalist. Yeah, me, uh, <laughs> with me, my role in the Swing Hunters always, besides you know, playing guitar and, and, and songwriting and shit like that, uh, was motivator. Like the rest of the guys were, right, uh, were rad guys and I, they were my best friends and we were, you know, it's like being in a band, you know, you guys all know that, uh, it's like, uh, uh, you know, having five wives or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's beyond just family. Um, it's a marriage and they were, sticks in the mud right. they didn't want to they didn't want to sign to fat they really? i mean i they didn't we first signed to to uh to um nikki garrett from the uk subs uh record label new red or new red archives oh yeah that's what um uh the original uh streets of san francisco, streets came san francisco out yeah yeah the, i remember that and then fat re put it out uh, eventually later but um and that was awesome i mean like meeting nikki garrett from the uk subs was the coolest thing to me like when i was a little kid they were one of the first bands i ever heard of uh just because i saw them on the back of somebody else's leather jacket um and he was such a cool guy and he had so much amazing shit like he was one of those collectors that just kept all his stuff from all the the subs tours oh wow and i remember he gave me a a, a badge um or a pin or whatever the fuck you call it badge i guess they call it in the uk <laughs> but it's like a it was like a square enamel badge that was from their 1978 uh poland tour <laughs> dude i know so gnarly wait like a like a sew-on patch no 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 like a uh, it was like it a was, button yeah but like but bi like a big, big and square and and uh enamel like oh, wow 
Yeah. You still got it's, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> That's like Rock and Roll Museum Hall of Fame kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, uh, But um, anyways, we all lived in Santa Cruz, and I was like, we all have to move to San Francisco. You know, that's five guys. Right. Uh, and some of them with the uh, girlfriends that they're currently now are their wives <laughs> that they have children with. But it was like, we have to move. Like, if we want to go anywhere, we got to get up there and get into the, that San Francisco scene, which was just starting with, you know, Green Day and Rancid right. and all that kind of shit was going on. Uh, so they moved. I mean, That's amazingly, it was like pulling teeth a little bit, but they, they all did move, which I'm massively proud of them. And then, you know, when it, with Fat Records, after, after the, uh, with Nicky Garrett, like, we went on some really messed up tours. Some of them were, were actually fun, but our booking agent was a total idiot. And, like, we did a tour with, uh, with Chaos UK. I think it was our first tour of the, of the U.S. And the last show was in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> we're a San Francisco band. <laughs> like we didn't know that until we got there and then there was nothing else booked. Like right. he was like, Oh, and then, and then started not answering the phone. <laughs> so, you know, this is back when they had like a, I don't know if you guys remember, but they, um, they put out this, uh, I think maximum rock and roll. Book put your it, own fucking out, life. Book, yeah. Book your own life. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And literally it was the coolest thing. I mean, kids today will never understand it's so different, but they will never understand what it was like without the cell phones. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, they existed, but we didn't have any. Uh, but just being in the back of a pickup truck and you just book your own life literally had just the, na the names and numbers of people's homes. Yeah. And then, you know, like restaurants that you might be able to get in some venues. And we just use that yeah. on our way home. We just called people up and uh, emos in Austin, Texas, uh, emo himself uh, uh, just booked us into the venue and on put us on home. like a a killer show, and we had an amazing time with him. And uh, that's awesome. That was such a great club. Yeah, it's not there anymore. No, at all. There's no more emos. Maybe they moved. Or, uh, <clears throat> the original though, the outdoor stage. Yeah, yeah. It's not oh there yeah, anymore. you're right. Before they they didn't even have the outdoor stage. They just had the the actual yeah, just yeah. bar. Like that's the first time I think we with played the there. But fucking quarter stage yeah in the corner <laughs> yeah that's You're what like we played off the front Kogi the clown stage infamous but <laughs> anyways the long story getting longer is uh so uh we went i went with uh omar and uh uh lars from rancid to uh not the BFD, which is in Southern California, but there's the Northern California had another big radio event that was down in like San Mateo. I forget what the hell it was called, but like, you know, it was at the time it was like Duran Duran and, and Elastica, which were actually kind of rad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and Joe's band, uh, Joe Sibiondo's band, um, uh, Oh, uh, See, this is one of those moments you're going to have to, you're gonna have to edit. <laughs> we fucking played with these guys, too. Um, well, we have to edit for both of us. Um, his second band with Steve, the guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll slug it in. Yeah, yeah. smart. <laughs> Where is it like, Joe's band, bra, 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 bra. <laughs> I can't believe I'm forgetting it right oh now. Like, uh, 
Is that the sad one dummy dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Quick yeah. Find it before I get here. Come on, dude. No, it's my fault. I brought it up, but anyways, twenty two jacks, twenty two jacks. <laughs> yeah, Joe's band, twenty two jacks. Just who is a great band. I love that band. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah. Uh, so they were there, and all I remember is is uh, like Omar was tagging along with me. Uh, Lars, we got pulled over on the way there too. By the way, in this like shitty van by the cops, and this is one of the the and I had uh, my hair done in nails, and you know <laughs> Lars looked like Lars, and uh, and Omar looked like. You know, somebody that just fuck, was illegally across the border. <laughs> and the when co- was this now? This is like this is nineteen ninety six, maybe okay. or five, right. maybe sometime. I don't know. Everything was happening really quickly, but I just remember meeting Mike, and uh, well, we got pulled over. Yeah, and and my military ID was one of the things that always got me out of everything. Uh, at that time, uh, my nice, yeah, my Marine Corps ID was cops would just be like, "Get out of here!" It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times your, I was like, "Compare your hair blacked out, drunk." Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not proud at all, right. but a kid and being stupid, and the cops were just like, you know, drive home. <laughs> so there it is, kids. But, join yeah. join the Marines <laughs> for that card because it'll make the rest of your life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> the one yeah thing you're gonna get out of it uh but uh anyways so we get to the show um we meet mike and i just go up to him and and introduce myself uh and he's like oh yeah i like your band you know let's maybe we can do a, a seven inch and i was like no no no, no. i want to do an album and i just was I was like, I want to be on, I wanted to be on fat. I wanted to do an album. He's like, okay, uh, you know, I'll come check out one of your shows and et cetera, et cetera. And we got into a weird, it was at the time when, uh, you know, like I said, Green Day was blowing up, Rancid was blowing up. So major labels also got interested. Not that there was ever a bidding war, but uh, this guy, Jim Guierno, who ran... He was like a big wig at like, uh, like, um, what's the, uh, the big record label, um, uh, like, uh, it wasn't the Bertelsmann BMG. Is that, was that, was that a big record label? Am I thinking Bertelsmann Music Group or something? Yeah. BMG, BMI. I mean, not BMI. Um, BMG was a collective. Yeah. And they own, they they had like, they they own like, like whatever yeah, like yeah. mca yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah anyways you know he signed like uh alanis morissette and all these other bands that and so he had you know he's one of those guys i went he wanted to sign the band flew me down to uh la i met him in his office you know platinum records all over the wall everywhere super nice but really the whole thing was mega cheesy like they they were opening up a new independent label um <clears throat> in Laguna Beach, he put me up in this crazy fancy hotel, uh, trying to impress the young. Yeah, punk. yeah. It, he had didn't uh, work. He had Duff McKagan call me at the hotel. Really? No yeah. way. What did he say? He was like, you know, you really should sign with uh, uh, you know, Jim. He's <laughs> like, you know, we play golf or whatever. My manager plays golf with his manager, kind of thing. Or, or they, my manager plays golf with him. Right. He's a cool guy, but I was just, I mean, this is 
Guns N' Roses were had just broken up or whatever. Yeah. I don't know when they when they when did they sort of split like 94 or yeah, 5? Yeah, 94 <clears throat> 95. Yeah, so they, you know, and they were that first record was a huge deal to me. Um and then he came down to uh and actually Duff and I became friends for a moment. Right. Like he was doing the Neurotic Boy Outsiders. Right. Uh the Steve Jones thing? Yeah, which okay. was fucking fun as shit. The records may not have been the greatest things you've ever heard. There, I I kind of like some of the stuff. It's cheesy. It's very Steve Jonesy. Steve Jones, really. Yeah, but he is such a fucking cool dude. All of them were really cool. Jones is. So it was much such a weird group of guys too. It was, it was <coughs> Who else John was Taylor it? from Duran Duran right. was playing bass. Right. Uh, Duff was playing guitar. Um, and uh, uh, the other the drummer from uh, GNR was on drums. Uh, what's his Sorum? face? Sorum. Yeah, Matt Sorum. All right. Um, yeah, and so like we'd go to their shows and and uh, but what happened with this? Oh, anyway, guy? so yeah, so I went down. Sorry, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, okay. You, you went off track. He's, yeah, yeah, that's I'll what you're do supposed that to do. Like Omar, that's what that's what we're here for. <laughs> no dude. one knows who Omar is, but Omar Rohair is the is the <laughs> is the greatest at long stories. Long. Half the people <laughs> listening to this might know who Omar is. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, What's up, uh. So I went down to where they were building the the um, the new label office, the headquarters, and it was like in the works. And they had like, you know, like all the shit that was going on in the nineties. You know, like where right. all office spaces were like giant toy stores. Right. Everything looked like uh, um, open. Yeah, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory right. kind of shit. Yeah. Right. And he was like, "What are you thinking?" I, I just remember one time saying like. Be rad if you guys had a basketball court. And he's like, done. Like weird shit like that. Like you know, dude. He like, was bring somebody over me like, like a basketball fucking... court. Put it in. I never heard this story. This is hilarious. Yeah, and then he and then he flew up to, uh, I you know like I I I came back. He flew up to San Francisco. He took the band out to dinner at like the most shishi joint in SF. Uh, that was like the trendiest spot at the time, and my band. Most of the guys in the band had never been to a restaurant, uh, you know, above right. like a taqueria. <laughs> so they were totally confused. <laughs> the whole thing massively backfired. It was really awkward. Really? Yeah, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. Uh, and anyways, later that night, uh, we played a show at uh, Gilman Street. Everybody came out. Um. And Mike came, Jim Guerrero came, uh, and, uh, God, somebody else that was, I know the, the guys from, um, from Offspring, some of the guys from Offspring were there, and then they all went, after the show, we all went back to, uh, a hotel to play poker, which I didn't know how to play, and I wasn't playing, and. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, I think you were trying to hand me something. <laughs> Sorry, Some ahead. booze. You need, um, another, you need any more? Uh, I will. Okay. Uh, anyway, the signal. Okay. Yeah. This is the, the international it. sign. <laughs> Got it. Um, anyways, they were playing poker. It was totally insane. It was so much friggin' money. I oh, mean, for geez. me at the time, you know, like all the hands were like, and, you know, Guerno. 
I think also was uh, managing or had something to do with offspring. Uh, and I just remember the, uh, the drummer who was a really nice guy, but he was not particularly good at oh, the, the whole drumming thing. Yeah. I know I'm going out on a limb here, okay. but whatever. I think everybody knows. gives a shit. He's not, yeah. <clears throat> they got rid of him, didn't they? Yes, they did. <clears throat> uh, and I have another gnarly story about that guy, but uh, not not that he did anything wrong. But uh, they have to keep him separated from the rest of the band. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Nice. That's number. That's number one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was just like the 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 guy didn't know how to play, but he had you know he was loaded because at that point keep him separated <laughs> right. had become a huge fucking Smash. hit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. God. Sorry, that's done. two. <laughs> I got one left. Oh. Sorry, Max. I, I don't know. Him. When you could bust it out, it'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know that Joan is a punster. That's this is his pride and joy. Okay. That's no, that's I pretty do. good actually. That's what I do. That was actually the Smash one was at, was was the best. Yeah, that one was more in context. Yeah. Sorry, Max. Continue your story, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're all dying to hear the end of this one. <laughs> My point being is that it was like he was playing cards. Jim Garner was like, you know. Fold, shut up, you know, like whatever. Just, and I'm not, wow, making Jim Garno sound like a bad guy just in case he ever wants to hire me for something. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just crazy high stakes, but Mike cleaned up. Really? He just, yeah, he's so that much bigger. Mike is, Fat like, Mike is, is unbelievably good at all the weird, like, like any kind of card game, bowling, pinball, I mean, uh, yeah. Pinball, uh, pool, whatever. He'll kill you on any of it. But see, poker is I mean, you could never those... play like a... I don't think Mike could ever play uh, like a normal sport. Like, he wouldn't be good at no, football No, no, I'm not surprised because poker is one of those things that, like, guys who, like, own companies and presidents have all been, like, really good poker players. Supposedly, Nixon was a killer poker player. And there's a whole list of them. Kennedy, like, tons of presidents have been renowned poker players but also like it's just one of those yeah pokers, well okay but that's cards. implying that, that i'm not I mean, surprised that, that sort of that sort of says it. that like that that you know uh being a poker player means that you're you know because it's about you're exceptionally it's it sort of it, it like if you're good at playing poker it means you're going to be good at uh you know politics which sort of does make sense it goes hand in hand yeah but at the same time like uh, you know, poker playing relies on whales, you know, like some of the richest yeah, yeah, people yeah. on the planet that just lose, right. you know, like, I mean, somebody <laughs> has to, you know, <laughs> everybody has to, has to lose. Only one person gets to win, right. you know, uh, but yeah, there's, I guess there's, there's a, I mean, there's literally volumes of books written on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was so impressed with Mike. That, that, that's uh, why you signed to fat yeah that's awesome i was just like you know also that he was a he lived in the sf i was you know we were we were becoming friends we became fast friends after that and it just to me it was so much more important than going to a major label yeah you would have got at the time i was like i was i was i knew what our band sounded like i was like we weren't made for they wouldn't have known what to do with you. That's the that's exactly. the biggest. It's not that you couldn't go there and and be successful. It's that that they couldn't accommodate you. Like that's the lessons that I've learned with a lot of this. But uh, yeah, but that, that was my fear exactly. That was my. I was like, I knew what we sounded like. We were like street rock. 
you know, like street punk or whatever they called it. Um, it's now it's, you know, like you have bands like, uh, uh, drop kicks that were, um, you know, really good friends of ours at the very beginning. Uh, still are friends of ours. Uh, but they went on, they, they took it to the umpteenth level. They were so much smarter. My band were actually real life (laughs) drunken idiots. Uh, we never, you know, thought beyond the, the next thing that was in front of us, our next show. They, Dropkicks, like, took that sound and, like, you know, got in touch with Guinness and, you know, got sponsorships. And, you know, they were sober, which helps a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and they just were, they were so business minded. And this isn't taking away from their music, but they, it was just, they were so much smarter about it. Yeah, yeah. It's... And they, and they, you know, and you see now it's like they're, they're synonymous with Boston. And yeah. also they made that effort to sort of become like Boston's band, you know, like right. where now it's like they play them at the, at baseball games. Any, anytime there's a feature on Boston, they'll bring that, they'll, the song from uh, The Departed out, <laughs> the coming up to, coming up to Boston or whatever, or, or whatever the song's called. Did you guys ever play with Jawbreaker? No, I wish. I saw Jawbreaker uh, a, a couple times and, uh, was a fan. I actually liked as they progress though. Yeah. Like I, I thought that they got better. Like, uh, um, what was the, the, is it, I think it's their last record. The one oh, with Dear the, You. Yeah. Dear You was the major league one. Yeah. Yeah. It was my, yeah. But I, it might've been my favorite. I really like it. There was one. a lot of, you could hear that they, there was a lot of influence from, being on tour with uh, Nirvana on that record. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a good thing. I thought it kind of helped round out their sound. Unfortunately, then they split up, and I don't know if you became a fan of Jets Brazil or... I did, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but it was... Diff- that was Very a lot different. different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a band that I would love to... They've never done a reunion. They have haven't. They? There's been rumors. There's a photo of them playing together. There's actually a band called Jawbreaker Reunion. That's the name <laughs> of the band. Like, that's how into it people are. But no, yeah. they, they haven't. They are haven't are Jawbreaker it. Reunion any good? Uh, I've never listened to them. But Blake's been doing... So, Blake played our last live podcast, did a Jet song. But he oh, was, right on. He was in California, I guess, doing a lot of Jawbreaker stuff, acoustic. I guess he started playing again. I mm. I kind of lost touch with him a Could little bit. Could be warming into it. Yeah. They were like they were like one of the like uh you know like the thinking man's punk band right. yeah. from from that scene. You know like Green Day were like this the 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 stupid stoner dudes. Rancid <laughs> were the crazy, you know, punk rock guys even though they were uh sober. Yeah. Um but they I mean, I have to say at the time uh they put on hands down the best live show yeah. I've ever seen. We, and, I've said and that touring before. with them was like we they took us on our very first European tour, uh, and it was the fucking funnest time. Uh, you know, Lars and I were really, really, really tight friends uh, ages ago. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, which is you know a bum out. But but uh, well, that's where we met, dude. You and I met. Oh yeah, Salt Lake City. Yeah, exactly. That was not. That was 1994. I'm almost. Bad. No way. Yes, because that's when we were on tour with them. We were touring with them oh, in '94. Okay, it had to be. And we played Salt Lake City. It was the only show that we all played together. 
Because you guys, yeah, you were, guys going we were we were east we, and we, we were picked going up west. the rest. We picked. I think we finished out the the last couple days of the tour. You Maybe. had done all the rest. You had done everything up to then. Yeah. That point. But so, but this is what. So that was definitely '94 because that's when we were touring with Branson. I don't know. It, it was was the fall. You of think 94. everything's in 1994? <laughs> <laughs> Red's obsessed with '94. But what was, year were you born? Was, <laughs> so was Stormy? Were you guys working with Stormy then? Uh, because that yeah. would have been before you signed to Fat, right? Yes. We but we yeah we picked up Stormy once again. It was me just uh, like she came to. Uh, it was a rancid show at Gilman Street. Right. We were playing with them. And I just remember going up to her and being like, "You got to be our booking agent." Like she was the best at the time, she was and she and she turned out to get even bigger and huger and and yeah. so powerful that like uh, she did amazing amazing shit for us. I mean, that was the reason she was so great was that she used that power to fucking for uh, for, Stand her, up little, for, the, for her little the little bands. bands. Yeah. yeah, it was so she, awesome. Yeah, it's, we had a we had a venue that we played in in Philly uh, that try to rip us off yeah. for our money and she took away an offspring show that was going to be at like a friggin yeah 10, seat yeah. place she moved it she would tell totally, you yeah, she would tell totally, she literally she was, yeah she was That's so awesome. punk rock dude she when we because we she wasn't she when we signed to warner brothers she was really kind of a little bit uncomfortable with that she was so punk rock she didn't want to like she kind of didn't want to deal with the label but she was a she was a beast. She was fucking she would do that. She would not just like threaten to do it. She would fucking do it. She That's was awesome. so awesome. And she was like, you know She's the coolest the, person like, in the music yeah, business. If you ever. saw her <laughs> on the street, you would think, Oh my god, there's you know, like there's no way this you know, she's she was like what, five three. Yeah. Uh really pretty, but like, you know, sort of had she's that. She's kinda like, normal looking the girl yeah. next door. She's the girl next door look. Yeah. yeah. Really pretty yeah, and and you know, and uh uh mormon and i mean that in a in a, a very uh positive way yeah. like you know really like hardworking, but they don't swear so it's kind of yeah. weird you know it's, fu- it's funny that, like the non-swearing thing when they you know like gosh dang it you know uh and just really uh very quiet yeah and sweet very sweet and just dealing with like the craziest people on the planet yeah but also she she just you know because she was as good as at what she did as she was uh she wielded a ton of power yeah and and she so, fucking used it, it and she, yeah but like you said she used it for she used it to help the little bands yeah. the big bands didn't need it yeah they were getting you know the the great venues and the great shows and everybody wanted it but she leveraged it to Dude, make sure exa- that the, we, the little bands got taken care of. It's exactly what she she we ca- we fucking called her one time from a venue. Same deal. They weren't going to pay us what they what they guaranteed. She, she was on the phone for thirty seconds with the fucking promoter, and that was it. He paid yeah. us in full. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he knows she, he, her 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 roster yeah. was a roster that that no one wanted to get left out on at yeah. the time. You know, I mean, like we've been talking about it was it was. It was when that that whole weird yeah. punk revival thing was going on. I mean, it wasn't just the offspring. That was the no, but she had that Rancid, was that was had, the nuke. But she had plenty of other fucking yeah, Rancid, high powered missiles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there was a yeah, loads of other ones. Yeah, uh, no effects. I mean, at the, yeah. I think she did all of them at the, at the time. She did like most of the big fat bands, which a lot of them were actually an epitaph. You bands. forget where yeah, an epitaph bands, but a lot of them were. Uh, you know, people forget, but in the 
the late '90s, uh, they were big bands. They yeah. commanded, well, you know. I mean, they're they, also they, bread and butter bands because they're not. You're not fucking talking about arenas where there's actually like a little more. I think that those like you know those like thousand cap kind of bands were real bread and butter for these promoters because it's like it's a little more guaranteed, you know, and there's not as much risk. So yeah, you know, like no, for sure. But I mean, you know, she she kind of could dictate what bands went on uh, the Warp Tour. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, she just she got us so many great tours but uh and she did so much for the band but yeah another person that i had to just go like you need to work with us <laughs> that's pretty and awesome. just turn on as much charm that i'm i mean that's clearly not showing right now but she's the most val- she's more valuable to. than a label or a manager or anything is a good booking agent yeah it's the hardest thing to get too yeah yes definitely and her, and her routing like uh she would never route you like you'd go bang 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 and if you had to drive for more than like five hours you'd but we were also the off. willing band like we 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 never turned down a tour and we were also willing to do uh the most insane routing we just we just would we knew we like we were like we you're can't, the wild card we couldn't turn it down you're the wild card band. i mean we we literally uh one time driving through indiana in the middle of winter our uh van was i don't know what the fuck happened to it but it, it uh uh was catching on constantly catching on fire so we had to have like a fire extinguisher and every like two seconds it was just pouring oil out of the bottom of it <laughs> and, uh, and we had to keep putting it out and yeah and so it eventually just died in the middle of indiana we managed to drive just far enough up to some guy's house that had a, another shitty van outside we were like, hey, uh, can we buy that van uh, and you take this one? And uh, he did. He took it. He took our trailer, which sucked. Uh. Now our gear and us went in the back of this piece of shit uh, uh, van. But we made it to the next show. We were like, we will never miss a show. We will do. We will kill. We will. Yeah. Whatever we have to do. And that goes a long way with a booking agent. Yeah. Um, change gears a little bit. Yeah. Let's, uh, when were you in the Marines? Uh, I was 19 when I joined. Uh, so. Two year stint? It was the, it was the, uh, Gulf War. I went in during, uh, I signed up during Desert Shield and, uh, went to boot camp, um, when the desert storm or whatever started and you know boot camps three and a half months long plus that you have to go through infantry school uh which is another month plus and uh so you know what the war lasted like two weeks yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is one of the things that drives me so nuts about us going back into that country so did Uh, you ever go over there originally no i never deployed to the middle east i just was sent shipped all around the u.s like after the thing is is like uh after the gulf war um they wanted to really downsize the military they started closing bases they started getting rid of programs they got rid of the program that i was i was a um anti-air warfare uh shot down planes with missiles kind of thing 
but um, so you know, uh, they just were sending us. I mean, I, I lived in. Uh, I got stationed in uh, El Paso at Fort Bliss for a long time, uh, which there's only a handful of Marines. This giant, giant army base, uh, and man, El Paso is like maybe the shittiest place. Yeah. This was El Paso in the early nineties. At whatever. the drive-ins from there, and they called it El Paso. <laughs> yeah, and right across the border, Juarez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. I mean, that is straight up the Wild West. We were we were banned as Marines from going there. The Army were allowed to go there, but we were banned because a Marine had gotten stabbed in the chest, and uh, and it, you know it was it's obviously a million times sketchier right now. Right. But it was 100% sketchy back then. <laughs> you know, like, we, even though we were banned, we went over there. Because right. that's where the action was. You know, like, the, whatever. Like, drinks are 50 cents, and there's drinks, crazy chicks. And drinks. Most of the guys we were with, <laughs> most of the guys in my unit that uh, I was like, they all wanted to go to whorehouses. And I was like, please don't. <laughs> there's actual girls you can just pick up and don't go. Like, you will get every disease ever thought of. You'll get shit that they've never even thought of yet. Uh, but it was, yeah, like dirt roads, fucking the sewer, sewers were On open sewers side. down yeah, the sides yeah. of the, yeah. It was like, yeah, the you know, you open the swinging doors to go into places <laughs> and shit. Fights all the time. I... I remember coming out really wasted one time and uh, um, uh, I was with like a bunch of Mexican uh, chicks that we had met and guys from my unit and uh, I went to a hot dog stand and I was like, I'm getting one. I'm starving. I'm wasted. I don't care. And they were everybody. I mean, the Mexicans were especially like, no, 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 no. I was like, I, no, they were neon pink. <laughs> Wrapped in, who knows, maybe, I mean, I'm sure it was mostly rat or whatever. <laughs> it definitely was no pork involved or whatever goes into a hot dog at the time. Uh, but yeah, I housed it. and uh, You're still alive. I'm still here. Yeah. Were there and any I have immediate a really, repercussions? Nah. Wow. The only thing that ever happened over there was I got, it was, I think it was, a, it wasn't the last time, but I got into a, a fight with a uh, an army uh, MP at a bar because a guy that I was in friends Mexico. with in Juarez, yeah, uh, not a good place to, yeah. Uh, guy I was with liked a girl that he also liked, and he was like, "Hey, you know, can you come up with me? I got to deal with this dude." So I was just there to sort of back him up, kind of thing. And I'm just standing behind him, and this one guy is just dagger eyes, like mad you? dogging me. Yeah, yeah, and me. I'm not even the guy that has anything to do with anything. Uh, and he's just, and yeah, he's, so he's, he's mad dogging me. And I'm like, all right, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lock eyes with this guy. But at the time I was, uh, you know, it's a stupid way to think about things, but I was just like, if he's going to stare at me, I'm going to stare at him and we're going to see how long this fucking lasts. So we were staring at each other and then out of nowhere, he leaps at me and claws my face are you sure this wasn't a dog <laughs> it could have been it could have been the hot the mexican guy selling the hot dogs uh 
No, clawed you? Yeah, Whoa. like like literally like huge claw marks all the way down my face. What the fuck? Yeah. So I reached around, like there, he reached around the guy that I was with and clawed my face out of nowhere. A, f- a fight hadn't broken out. Like Holy he just shit. decided, like he was staring at me. He really wanted to claw me. He literally that was just going like- through his head. I'm gonna claw this guy. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. So he clawed me and. I and he was fucking shit faced and right. I wasn't. Well, obviously. And reached around and I reached around. I grabbed his collar and just started. And my friend was sort of in the middle still and was just, you know, like the freak out fight, right? Where you you're you go into like, you know, you see red and you yeah, just start. Yeah. All you're doing is just. Start, I'm like, I'm gonna hit this guy in the nose as hard as I can, as fast as I can, until you know, until he leaves the you alone. Fight's over. Yeah. <laughs> And eventually, I was just holding up him up, and then some huge dude from came up from behind me, put me in a, a full Nelson, lifted me off the ground, so my feet, and I'm six three and a half. This guy was like fucking six seven, and uh, dragged me out. And I was like, all right, here's where I die, and then threw me out on the street, and then the cops, Mexican police, which I use police is a really yeah. loose term. Uh, grab me and they were like you know you're going to jail and I'm like oh my god my fucking life is over uh, and um, the girls that we were with came out and they just like were arguing with the cops and they sort of distracted them for a second and then my friends just grabbed me and tucked me into another place what's that? He bailed Yeah, oh yeah I, I managed to get away they managed to convince the cops not to thank god we knew actual you know locals right and back then it was it's hilarious, you know, this whole fucking border situation. Like these girls, uh, they were like middle class uh girls that just like to, you know, hang out. I'm sure they were maybe hoping to uh marry a dude in the military for, you know, the right. benefits that come with it, which I don't <laughs> it's really not that rad. <laughs> but uh but they they came and went all the time. They'd come to the to our base. They drive over the, the, you know, Rio Grande, come in, hang out. I mean, when you were walking across Rio Grande to go into to Juarez, there'd be dudes, you know, wading through right. the water or swimming. No one was pay- no one cared. Right. <laughs> uh, but they would come back and forth all right. the time. Really? Totally illegally, yeah. I mean, they just, it, no one cared. And it so didn't matter. Right. I, I, the whole border thing is such a... a it's, uh, uh, what's the word um, that I'm looking for? Um, Bullshit? <laughs> no, uh, uh, what do you call it it's when it's like a, a made-up problem? Oh. Like, uh... Fabricated? No, there's a... There's a I like there's the like word a, fabricated. Though. Yeah, that's a good word, but there's a, <laughs> there's a word for when, uh... Politi- when politicians do it? Yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about. When, when they, like the, like the, uh, uh voter ID, you know, like the voter laws like that are going on, the voter ID laws because they think that there's, um, you know, that there's a, this is rampant uh, <laughs> illegal voting going on all the time. Like right, pe- people right. are voting like 15, 16 times, which is, you know, whatever. Like, which is, it's none of it's true. Concocted, constructed. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways, point being is, is like the whole idea that like the, our border with Mexico is this giant fucking issue is, uh, such bullshit in the sense that well one it 
people aren't coming over the border anymore. Right. Barely. I mean, especially Mexicans. Right. Uh, you know, the the job. I mean, it's especially during the when we had the recession, it really cut down on people coming into and this country. That's when everybody was making the most noise about it. Yeah, and then <clears> you've got guys like idiots like Trump that are talking about like, uh, you know, how he's going to pay for this giant idiotic wall <laughs> that people are going to climb over, or tunnel under, or walk around, or whatever. Uh, uh, he he wants to pay for it with by taking away remittances, which is what you know illegal immigrants over here send back to their families. Right. Or not even illegal immigrants. Anybody sends back to their families in in Mexico, right? Uh, you know, and these people are relatively poor, and they depend on and they, you know, it's like twenty six billion dollars. A lot of money goes back. It's one. Of, I think it might be like Mexico's largest source, source of, of the economy. <laughs> yeah, is remittances from the United States. But he wants to he wants to shut it down, right? Which what makes people want to leave Mexico and come to the United States? Being poor, exactly. So when they don't get their remittances, and you stop right. paying, and you sh- and you basically you you self destruct the Mexican government, right? They're gonna where be are they going to want to go over here? Yeah, uh, and they're going to be able to get in. There's a whole Gulf of Mexico there that they can. We're never going to be able to fucking get around. Yeah, and yeah. they're the last people we need to be Worried concerned about. about. Yeah. You know, like I know the, it's those damn Canadians, man, that I'm worried about. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Like, how'd that guy get into this country? They should have built a wall on the northern board, border to keep that guy out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Al-Qaeda, all these organ- terrorist organizations, there's been plenty of stories where they've approached, uh, you know, drug cartels, and they've tried to work out some sort of arrangement to get, you know, uh, sleeper cells right. or, or bombs or whatever. And they're like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> You're going bl- to blow up our, our yeah, billion dollar industry. We're not going to fuck around with that. Like, they're, they're the best security we have right. south of the border. The drug lords. Yeah. They'll kill any Al Qaeda motherfucker because <laughs> if they come across the border and they ruin it, yeah. They, you know, yeah, there goes their business. So, Max yeah. for president. Yeah, I would vote for you. <laughs> I'd vote for me. I mean, look at our options are really limited. <laughs> I, you know, uh, speaking of politics, so I got to no. say that. The, the, okay, go oh, no, no, kidding. all I was going to say is that I'm not going to go Bernie bro on you and I'm not going to go Hillary. Right. I'm just going to go. Uh, we've got a narcissistic ignoramus <laughs> who's, you know, in Donald Trump. And we've got a literal Batman villain. Yep. In <laughs> Cruz, I mean that guy. He's does he scary. not look like the penguin? He does. <laughs> yeah, or a guy wearing a melting Ronald Reagan uh, <laughs> Halloween mask. Like <laughs> he's and he's the the thing is is with with Trump, it's embarrassing because he's just full of shit and he's just fucking around. Right. But it's it it it, it doesn't excuse the language he's used and the, and how you know incendiary he's been and how vulgar. I mean the guy is a total pig. Yeah. But he's. He doesn't really. The only thing he wants out of being president of the United States is to fly an Air Force One, to have everybody salute him. Yeah, he's just in it for the you know the oh, accolades. Yeah. Cruz, on the other hand, is Dang. is like a Bond villain. Yeah, like he wants to you know fucking yeah destroy the world. He would nuke somebody. That guy, I'm sure he would. But both of them would. Uh, Donald Trump would nuke somebody in a heartbeat because if they made fun of his small hands, <laughs> burp, say goodbye to your country. <laughs> Uh, You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. it is, number three. Yes. Hey-o. 
yeah. But my point being is, is that we really have two horrible yeah. options. And what bums me out is uh, the fact that uh, progressives and liberals and people on the, on the left, Democrats, whatever you want to call them, uh, are starting it's you can see it's starting to devolve into what the republican party is now you've got the bernie and hillary people really going at it it's getting kind of nasty well, that's the- and, and it's a bum out like the the effort they should you know keep it civil keep it on the issues let them let them debate right and let people make their choices whoever it is is going to be a hundred thousand times better than anybody on the right but uh, but the fact that they're getting into it's getting ugly, and I mean the Republicans, it's their dream come true. If the Democrats head to a contested right. convention and it's ugly, and people are saying like I'm not going to support so and so, you know, Bernie people are not going to support Clinton. Clinton people will always support whoever. <laughs> they're just diehard Democrats, but. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I just want to wait. I, w- I almost want to turn off the news, and even though I'm a weird news junkie, like it's a well, it's a time to be masochistic. It's hard thing. to turn it off now, but I feel the same way. I've gone a few days where I just don't turn it on because I can't because I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah, but you know, you just want to be like, look, just you know, let me know after the convention who I'm supposed to vote for, <laughs> and I will. You know, I don't want to sound like a you know a weird automaton robot, but. Uh, it's it's all you're doing is, is you're making sure that the Republicans don't put somebody in the White House because they're lunatics. <laughs> they I mean, it's, it's I always thought, you know, with with I thought it couldn't get worse than George Bush. Right. He was, you know, clearly somebody that had no interest in being president, was dumb as shit, had no interest in learning anything, was weirdly like, you know, one of those born again Christian, you know, like I, which ex cokehead. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is like, I can't stand that whole aspect, which is like, I, you're allowed to be a fuck up and a douchebag your whole life and a scumbag. You could be a whatever. You could be a woman, wife beater, drug addict, uh, you know, crazy criminal. As long as you have that, like, I've come to Jesus moment, somehow all that gets erased right. and you are, you know, now you're, you know, uh, you're, you're groovy. Yeah. That yeah, guy. It's a little cheap. Yeah, and it's 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 also massively lazy. <laughs> the whole idea of of you know that you can just confess your sins at the at the end of your life and it's you get, get out of jail. Everybody gets a get out of jail free card. Yeah, yeah, I was just listening to someone was talking about this comedy bit where the guy was like, "I think Jeffrey Dahmer's in heaven because uh, he repented. He repented right before he died. <laughs> like, so that guy's in heaven, but you're not in heaven because you're a Jew, <laughs> right? Like, okay." <laughs> Yeah. Kurt Mesker said that, but yeah, it's all like, right. Now we've gone from politics to religion. Yeah, hey, yeah, I, you know, I always love talking <laughs> politics, religion, you name it. <laughs> Bernie, you know, he could be the first Jewish president. Yeah, even yeah. though you know, I, I don't think he gives a rat's ass about being Jewish. Uh, you know, but at the same time, there's a lot of non secular Jews in this country, uh, which I had, I've had two. St- <laughs> I've had two stepfathers. That were there's one uh, in this room, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I read an interesting statistic that was like Bernie hasn't mentioned being Jewish once, where Clinton has mentioned being the first woman president like 67 times or something. It's like a running point for her, where he's just like, yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, because the weird thing is, is honestly, I think that, uh, uh, unfortunately, I think it's a bigger roadblock. Yeah. Our country is, is, is like 80% Christian, even though they feel like they're persecuted. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, like they're, you know, the, the, what, 0.001% of the country that's Muslim is, is enacting Sharia law all (laughs) over the place and Christians can't come out and be themselves. It's Friggin' There's war on Christmas. Idiotic. There's a war on Christmas. Nice. I know. Believe me. <laughs> I'm st- I'm behind it. I'm, I'm, I'm behind stuck. it, yeah. too. I've got way too many toys in the house. We need to yeah. shut down Christmas. It costs a friggin' fortune. Yeah. But Black Friday. We need Black Friday. Oh. Yeah. That's after Thanksgiving, right? Oh, or, wait. Yeah, you're right. That's after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I get my holidays confused. Yeah. I'm a bad American and a bad Jew. Well, no, you. Yes, you're a bad Jew because <laughs> you are dealing with Christmas. Yeah, you're not supposed to know about. Well, no, I don't know. So I guess I am a good Jew. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, I totally fucked that up. Jews love Christmas. It? <laughs> it's true. Everybody, everybody loves it's Christmas. A, it's a it's a friggin' secular holiday. It's absolutely I, secular. yeah. I don't like the music drives me crazy. Oh, right. Really? What yeah, but I mean, song? don't you like the idea of like, uh, <laughs> or, or do you not? I, I'm weirdly sentimental about like uh, uh, holiday parties. Yeah. Not, not like office holiday parties, but like getting together with family and friends and, you know, Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, it's and, huge. It's like, you know, it's one of the biggest social like times of the year. And I think it's, that's what it is. It is totally secular. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> yeah. And that's why. That's why I'm saying, like a lot of Jewish families uh, that I've known throughout my life have celebrated in a weird way, you know, some sort of Christmas. Uh, and Hanukkah essentially is sort of secular. Yeah, it's, it's like one point, of the least important Jewish yeah, holidays. At this point, it's basically like okay, same kind of deal. Yeah, like an excuse just to hang out with family. Yeah, it's not Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah. Or right. Any, right. Any kind of, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's present time. Yeah, it's there. It's everybody's, you know, like Kwanzaa. That's some clearly made up I'm holiday. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Max knows more about Judaism than I do. <laughs> well, I got a Jewish girlfriend, okay. and I've had two Jewish stepfathers, but I only went to to temple once. But you know, living in New York, it kind of just Yamaka? rubs off on you. I feel like living in New York, you sort of become honorary yeah. Jewish. You're, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I've always said, for real. Yeah, because you know, you pick up Yiddish in like two seconds. Or at least, you know, some of the better uh, curse words. Yeah, you're honor- You're definitely honorary. I feel that way. Congratulations. Congratulations. We welcome you. Thank you. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I like, you know, I want to be part of the tribe. You're in. All right. I think I can do that, right? Is that I, how it works? I, I don't know. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's just so, any, any Jew can just say, <laughs> hey, you're part of the, the gang now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I could. Do you have to jump me in at some point? No, no. We'll worship at Black and White. Ah, <laughs> that's where we'll we'll meet. We'll meet. The temple. Yeah, that the, sounds that's the temple. kind of religious. Yeah. yeah, Black and White. Yeah. We're back. That was Max Huber from the Swing and Utters, and now he's lives here and does a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, Max is definitely an interesting guy. That I didn't. That, I thought that that military stuff. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad we touched on that. Yeah, because uh, it's an in- interesting aspect of his. We can do. We should. We we need to do another one with Max because like there's so much other shit we could talk about. 
Sure, if you can get him back out here, I would do it. Um, yeah, I'll talk to him. I gotta go see him maybe this weekend. Oh yeah, I gotta drop off some Girl Scout cookies. Really? Oh yeah. He and John bought a bunch of Girl Scout cookies from Barrett, my daughter. Dude, why didn't you hit me up about it? I don't know. I can't. I don't know why I didn't. He must not have been in here during the like week or two that she was doing it. <laughs> I could have bought some. Vanessa loves them. I could have bought some for uh, her. They're, not, they're so bad. Are they? Ugh. I haven't had them in so long. It's like somebody said that there's like two different factories in the country that make them, and like we have the shit one. Really? Factory. They're just they like you know when you eat a cookie. I mean, dude, I've eaten tons of them. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you know, it's like when you can taste the tropical oils. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Like. But that said, like the lemon something, the lemon ones are really, they're like one of those cookies that you eat it and you're like, oh, that's not really, it doesn't make a big impression. It's like not too sweet. Yeah. And then you like eat another one and then you, and then you eat the whole box. Yeah. I like lemon flavor. I've been eating these lemons as Luna bars lately. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, they're like, these are bars for women. And I was like, it's a <laughs> granola bar. And then they're like, oh, it's like more calcium. I was like, I, I noticed hurts. you're growing breasts. <laughs> I bought I bought a case of these Luna bars on Amazon because they were so good. When I was in LA, I was like, at, we were at some meeting and they had them, and I was like, these are awesome. <laughs> um, but I'm almost done, and I'm actually a little burned out on them because they are really sweet, but it's delicious. Mm, um. Anyways, she'd probably bring this to a close. Yes, we should. <laughs> Unless Luna Bar, if you're listening and you want to sponsor us, uh, I think we could definitely market your bars towards a male audience as well. Yeah. We can make them the bar, the tour bar. Yeah, the tour Every bar. Every band has some kind of energy bar in their fucking Yeah, bar, and everyone so. needs calcium, so <laughs> think about it. Uh, if you want to donate to us, um, the amount of, a couple dollars, the amount of money that would cost to, say, buy a Luna bar, <laughs> uh, you can go to goingofftrack.com, donate. Um, if you don't want to give us money, you can uh, leave us a nice comment on iTunes. You can write us an email. Talk about us to your friends. Talk about us to your friends. Uh... Yeah, we've been getting a lot of nice comments. A lot of really good comments about the podcast I did with Benny. People seem to love that one. Except for one girl that said uh, she thought it needed more of a female point of view. So we keep that in mind. Also, uh, we have a lot of uh, podcasts featuring females. So maybe... The podcast between you and Benny needed more of a female point of view. It was a very male-centric. I understand what she's saying, but I, I also feel like we do have a lot. So maybe just, you know, check it out. Do a little research. I think you'll be surprised and pleased with what you find. Uh, that's it for us next week. We'll I'm be back next week. my tongue. Yes. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.